the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Woo woo! Hump day. rather be babies than sitting here with y'all in spite of the fact that every minute I sit here I'm in excruciating pain as I try to recover from my ill-fated workout on Monday afternoon. I think you're looking for sympathy. (laughs) I deserve sympathy. You know who I I don't think I can expect sympathy from is uh Fighting Meadows, call sign Fighting Meadows. I don't think financial thought Dr. Dave Elhoff has any sympathy for me. He's probably been in much more uh, difficult, dire straits in his days in the military than me sitting in this chair tonight. Um, Welcome back to the show, my dear friend, financial thought doctor, Fighting Meadows, Dave Elhoff. AK, I can tell you where to find sympathy. Oh, yeah, where? It's in the dictionary. (laughs) Between S-H-I-T and syphilis. <laughs> You're in an exceedingly good mood. I, I, is, I, I was expecting you to be sad that I, that I uh, dragged you away from, uh, you know, the coverage of Queen Elizabeth and the procession. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, I put it on pause. I, I spend all day watching this. <laughs> I'm sure you, you did. So <laughs> you bring out the bad in me, man. You are naughty. I'm, I, uh, but you know what? I'm glad we can have a laugh because we're about to talk about something serious. Did you see yesterday that despicable display of the Biden inflation uh, party that he had. I mean, on the day of which the consumer price index came out, the new the new uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics stats, which basically said everything was up like buku percentage, right? Inflation ain't you know is still at at least eight and a half percent. That's not even including shrinkflation. Did you see that party Joe Biden had to declare that he had beat deflation, including bringing that that um, alleged singer James? What was his name? He was married to Carly Simon. What was that dude's name? James Taylor? James Taylor. Did you see that? That that Joe Biden had a party yesterday on the day that inflation numbers came out showing how bad it is. On a day that the day that Powell, a Fed secretary Powell came out with some dire talk about uh, uh, the economy going forward. He brought James Taylor out to sing Fire and Rain. I mean, I guess. I mean, that's a pretty (laughs) sad. 
Oh my gosh! I mean, I mean, he should have played, played Carol King's song. Um, so the one that did. You're so vain. You're so vain. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe they should. No, that is, sorry, Simon. <laughs> yes, you're so vain, exactly. But let's talk about what caused all this in the first place. You know what caused it all? 2019, those stupid shutdowns. Yeah. 2020, the shutdowns in 2020. Well, but we even even with the shutdowns, um, you've said it here before, even the, the shutdowns alone didn't create this. It was the government's response. It was particularly into 2021 when Biden takes office and they decide to just begin to print even more money. Right. Like we have I, I, I think we have like 40 percent more money in the money supply. And they're over, trying and you over the last year, I've been telling you, Brian Westbury, you look back at those reports over a year and a half ago, he started saying inflation is started by increasing the money so- supply in mm-hmm. the M2 money supply. And that's what causes inflation. And you can't control it by interest rates alone. Right. And that's the only weapon the Fed has. So now they're getting in. Folks, be ready for some pain. Yeah. Well, what does that all mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that with rising interest rates, that means that the companies out there are going to be cutting jobs. They're not going to be expanding because it costs them more to do those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But it all goes back to the shutdowns. They were the biggest mistake Mm -hmm. ever made in world history is a shutdown due to this bogus pandemic. Yep. You're absolutely right. You don't shut down a $3 trillion economy. You, you, what you need to do if, if you are anticipating you need to protect those that are, that, that are the most vulnerable, which was the senior citizens and everybody else, particularly your young, healthy workers need to be out and being productive. And then you need to have a plan for, uh, dealing with the mortality that comes in because there's, there, that is not the government's job, nor can the government stop people from getting a virus and dying. That was absolutely just the most disgusting, gross, dis, um, exploitation of a virus ever and it and it was the reaction was by design uh, Trump should not have fallen for uh, a phony science a, a politician pretending uh, that he was a scientist in order to ramp up the fear in him for him to go along with it and then once he did it was a freight train you know that that left uh, the that that left the station and now and you're right I want to make sure people understand that the printing of money is what caused the inflation right you've got you've got too much money out there and it devalues it devalues it so to to understand um, the more you have of something the less valuable it is so they put too much money out in the money supply Um, demand increases right and against the supply so what the government then is going to try to do is by increasing interest rates make people want to spend less to restrict the money supply yes did I explain that right 
You absolutely did. You and, nailed it. Right. But the problem with that is that uh, the, the basically the medicine in some ways is worse uh, than the illness because one of the things you pointed out is true. You're going to go back. Companies are not going to be hiring. They're not going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be laying off. When when they tell you they use language softening the job market, what that means is fewer jobs. So unemployment's going to go up. They're not going to be doing like what happened under Trump when he did low taxation and low regulation and people started hiring, investing in research and development, handing out bonuses. That won't happen. Yay, housing prices will go down to some degree. Um, but it, but good luck if you need to sell your home, maybe, because with mortgage rates going up, there's going to be less demand, which is going to make it harder for people to sell their home if they need to sell their home. It's not really in California even going to really help us. We've talked about this last week because the supply is so bad that, uh, you know, it's not as though it's going to ease things for people here. Um, what else is going to happen? We can we can look to um, lower living standards, more bankruptcy, more misery. And then we haven't even talked about what's going to happen with the breaking news today. We're looking at a train. We're looking at a train strike. That's well, I was going to mention that to you, that if that train strike is not averted, talk about supply chain issues with the amount of supplies of fuel, all the stuff that we get to consume, mm-hmm. over 70% of it comes from trains. And if they go on strike and shut down the train system, that is going to wreak havoc. We already have. We still have an ongoing baby formula shortage, by the way, people, if you didn't realize. We still have, we still have empty shelves across this country. With the, I, the 8.5% inflation, uh, Dave Elhoff, we're talking to financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff about the, the in continued inflation issues, the forthcoming recession that will be happening with the feds raising the interest rates. And now we're looking at supply chain, major supply chain issues with this. With the train strike, um, it, you know, every, it, it, it's going to affect every industry. You're right, because everything is transported 70% by train. A lot of people are thinking that everything's coming from China to the degree to where it's really just about once it gets here via the um, the the freight. Uh, the, are they called the tankers or whatever it is? Well, once they get to the ports, whether it's the port of Long Beach or the port of Los Angeles or wherever, they get put on freight trains, and that's how it gets transported across the country. So we are looking at some, some severe I- issues, which is only going to make – won't that make everything that's currently on the shelves even that much more expensive? Of course, especially if there's a strike and shuts down that the trains. I mean, most of everything that we receive eventually ends up going on a train from the ports across the country. I mean, you don't go from New York to uh, Minnesota or from California to Arizona, Nevada, or any of those, unless you're on a train. Well, we do have, excuse me for interrupting, we do have uh, long-haul truckers, um, and we we also do have, you know, freight. We have, um, you know, FedEx and others that have air freight. But that's still, but so, uh, but that's still only about 30%. Yes, I want to make sure people understand that we, you know, it's not as though the issue is going to be solved with, you know, uh, you know, air freight. Or long haul truckers, because you got to remember, we still have a shortage of long haul truckers in this country as well. 
totally. And I'll tell you what, you know, you say you have truckers. That is great. And they're a lifebone part of our economy, too. But if you travel over to Arizona and you look at the trains and the lakes, there's about a hundred truckers on a train (laughs) (laughs) with the cargo that they're handling compared to one truck. Yeah. You know, (laughs) those trains are significant. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, We're going to have to keep eyes on on that. Um, We'll know tomorrow. We'll know tomorrow. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who has no no experience in transportation. I mean, his experience um, primarily since he became uh, head of transportation was to be a stay-at-home dad with his hubby with their twins. He's He's been on a long haul paternity leave. Um, and then prior to that, he was the mayor of of what was little what was a little town? It was like about the size of Slidell, Louisiana, where I'm from, uh, South Bend, Indiana, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know who. And and to be honest, you know, Elhoff, Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. There's a part of me that thinks that. Um, it's a part of me that thinks that the that the U.S. government might in, enjoy a little bit of a strike happening for a few days. Oh gosh! Well, the reason why? Well, because well, because well, the reason why is because everything that they're doing right now is about trying to push climate change. And these are not exactly electric vehicle trains that are moving across the country, are they? No, they're not. I, I tell you, this climate change. Stuff is going to be, it's going to be the biggest ruse. Well, it already is the biggest ruse, and I'm thinking that I'm looking at this and going, how are they going to try to exploit this? To because they they're doing everything, exploiting everything for climate change, right? I mean, they attack the the energy sector day one. It gets rid of Keystone. Day one, it gets rid of the sanctions against Russia practically pushes Putin into Ukraine and then it's like oh gee see we got to go we we got to go EV everywhere we've got to go electric vehicles i can just see a, a scenario in which uh they slow walk any any working to try to avert this um this this situation this strike so that they can go gee see see this is another reason Right. Why you need to be you need to be not eating meat. You need to be doing this or that. You need to we got to get rid of this. If we need to not depend on trains, Elhoff, we need to not be dependent on these trains. Well, what the left really wants to do is destroy this country to make it a third world nation Mm -hmm. so that we're equal with everyone else. And that's the saddest part about it. I never thought. Mm-hmm. We would come to this situation where we are today with the wokeness, with they, them, and all this other BS that's going on. But I tell you what, folks, you're looking for the magic bullet. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for a magic bullet. Yeah. And there's not one out there. There is not a magic product going to solve all your issues. What you need are strategies, strategies pulling everything together for you. I promise people to use the same dollars, create the ability for them to spend and enjoy more wealth in their retirement, reduce and recapture loss opportunity costs, include guarantees to reduce risk, Mm -hmm. increase the 
liquidity, increase flexibility and control, add increased protection benefit. Right now, people need to be thinking about protecting what they already have and increase their liquidity. Yeah. So that takes strategy. Yeah. There's no one single product out there that is going to do it for you. And it's also not a situation, Elhoff, that it's like, okay, I, I, my strategy is to do this today and then I'm done. You all, they also need to be working with somebody that also is flexible and is going to continue to review the strategy and change the strategy depending on the conditions on the ground, yes? Totally. You get, it's one of these things. There's never a one-and-done situation right. on anything. right. Because everything changes. Right. I mean, people that they got their wills and trusts done 10 years ago, well, the laws have changed. Oh, yeah, I got it done. Really? Well, you better rethink it because probably many of the beneficiaries, the trustees that you have on that document are not there and not available to do what you wanted them to do 10 years ago. All right, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. 15-minute conversation. 619-548-0965. I want to have a conversation with you because I want to expose to you about how money really works. 619-548-0965. Because everyone, if you're listening to the financial entertainers on TV, if you're listening to what the government and what financial institutions want you to do, they want you to do it because it benefits them. That's right. And we need to expose how that happens and how you can turn the tables. All right. Thank you for being here, my dear friend. Thanks for the giggles, too. All right. I always appreciate it. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. More Andrea K coming up. What did Rand Paul, the OG of the MAGA movement, what did he do today to make little fraud Fauci squirm in his high chair? We're going to share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Getting some emails about that. Um, and you can email me at andreakshow.com. Get some emails about that uh, segment in which we talked about the uh, Paula the P coming into classrooms doing her uh, in, in her anatomically correct costume talking to little kids. Um, yeah, absolutely crazy. Somebody suggested that I invite uh, this person on the show and have them answer for themselves. I don't think, I don't these, think anybody has ever questioned these people who do this, who go around and prey upon the minds of young children. I don't think anybody ever interviews them and actually asks them to explain themselves. Uh, can you imagine it? What would happen if you sent your kid over to somebody's house and the parent came out? Wearing a, a costume that looked like a, a, a sexual organ, what would happen? It'd be considered child abuse, wouldn't it? Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Should I invite Paula the penis on the show to to explain herself if I can find her? Thinking about doing it. So Rand Paul asked Fauci to explain himself and his words and his contradictions over the many years, including Rand Paul telling him at some point, Dr. Fauci, words don't lie. Words, well, that's interesting because words can be lies. Um, but the audio tape of Fauci doesn't lie. Um, 
as more and more studies, the truth is emerging over the shots, whether it's in the Pfizer documents, as which Naomi Wolf reported last night on the show and times in the past, as well as new studies. I've got new studies to share with you guys tonight that are coming out against the, the, the shots. We know um, that uh, that the CDC director Walensky has come out and, and admitted that they were not monitoring the VAERS, the adverse reactions in 2021. They've admitted that. I also have a report to share with you guys on uh, their findings on and, and a study involving over 800,000 children and what they found. And it has to do with natural immunity. And basically, the long uh, before I get to that, the long story short is this, that these studies are showing that not only do the shots not work, not only do they have adverse reactions, but they're actually destroying natural, natural immunity. So Rand Paul put Fauci in the hot seat today and started with a little rewind, a little flashback to an interview that Fauci gave on um, what's that uh, on uh, C-SPAN from many years ago. Skins, please play clip six. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no, if she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she re- if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's the be- it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. This is an ongoing question. And, you know, we've had ever evolving opinions from you, Dr. Fauci. Currently, antibody surveys show that uh, 80% of children, approximately 80% of children, have had COVID, and yet there are no guidelines coming from you or anybody in the government to take into account their naturally acquired immunity. You seem quite certain of yourself in 2004, but in 2022, there's a lot less certainty. One of the things that we also know after looking at this for two to three years uh, is that the mortality uh, from COVID is very similar, if not less, than than influenza. So when we look at this, we wonder, you know, why you seem to really embrace basic immunology back in 2004 and how you or why you seem to reject it now. Well, I don't uh, reject basic immunology, Senator, and I have never denied that there is importance of the protection following infection. However, as we have said many times, and as has been validated by the authorization of the, by the FDA through their committee and the recommendation by the CDC through their committee, that a vaccination following infection gives an added extra boost. And that film that you showed is really taken out of context. I believe that was when someone called in who had had a reaction to a vaccine and asked me through a telephone in the interview if they should get vaccinated again. So it was in the context of someone who had a reaction. Wow. Um, let's break this down, shall we? First of all, at the beginning of that, you heard Fauci saying in 2004, uh, If she does have, present tense, if she does have the flu, not did have the flu, then the best vaccination is to get infected. Then no, she does not need to get a shot. 
Doesn't that say it all? He goes on to say, um, uh, first of all, let me back up a little bit. I love how Rand Paul, one of the things that Rand Paul said uh, that, that Fauci did not dispute was that COVID mortality from COVID is very similar, if not less than influenza. He didn't dispute that, did he? So we never had a virus that was any more fatal than, than influenza. And that has not been acknowledged by anybody. But Fauci did not dispute that there. Case counts did not equal caskets. There was a reason why the U.S. government was paying hospitals to declare deaths as COVID when they were not deaths from COVID. The mortality from COVID was never any higher than the flu. In fact, Rand Paul is correct to say it was less than. Fauci's excuse in this, and back in 2004, when he clearly said that the best vaccination is to have been infected, He's backtracking on it. First of all, his why well, don't reject basic immunity and I've never denied there was importance of protection following the infection. He did not tell this woman that she needed to get get the shot and follow up. He goes on to say later, oh, well, this was taken out of context. This woman woman was calling up after she had already gotten the shot and of which she had a reaction. So he's so now he's shifting it to say if she's if she's gotten a shot post having had the flu and she's had a reaction, she doesn't need to get the shot. At no point has Fauci ever admitted that there were any reactions going on with these current shots. More on that later. He goes on to say that the FDA, through their committee and the recommendation of the uh, CDC through their committee, that a vaccination following infection gives an added boost. Studies are completely showing that that's absolutely not true. In no way... Did that answer have anything to do, the original answer, and he's trying to spin it, but in no way, basically, he said what he said the first time was correct. The best vaccination is to have the infection in the first place. But if he wants to shift it now and spin it, that she didn't need to be revaccinated and certainly not post adverse reaction, then why in the world are we continuing to shove these shots and, and attempt to continue to mandate these shots? specifically after all the adverse reactions that we now know about and that they knew about before they ever tried to shove any of these shots into the arms of any American. We're going to take a break and we come back. A new study is out that shows, you want to talk about natural immunity? Fraud Fauci? Not only do these shots not work, not only are they causing adverse reactions and killing people, but they're actually destroying natural immunity and yet they're still trying to get you to get another booster. Stay tuned. The Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer is San Diego. AK, dynamite in the dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Hey, you guys should check out rumble.com and uh, Mr. David I C K E Icky. He does a video. Is Trump a Trojan horse for the new world order? It's really well done. And he's got all kinds of great videos on Rumble. Okay, thanks. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. AK sitting on a brick. <laughs> a little, little inside joke here. But seriously, I think I'm sitting on a brick right now. I'm too sore to be sitting on this hard chair. Usually I get a booster get seat because I'm too sore. 
I mean, because I'm too short, but now I'm too sore to be sitting on the seat. Okay. Um, uh, I think that, I think that caller, somebody's called in and recommended a viewing of this David Icky guy before on Rumble. I'm going to check it out. Um, the, I guess this video, the title is, is Trump a Trojan horse for the new world order? Um, I find that hard to believe. I think it depends on, I'm going to give it a looky. Trump, make, uh, put America first. Make America great again. I see it as the standpoint of Trump is the central figure as the, as that's going that may cause the the left to usher in the policies they want to usher in. I, I could um, I see it in a little bit in a different way. I'm going to check it out. I don't think economically Trump is is a force for the new world order when he was railing against China cleaning our clocks and he went to try to get NATO and the people from the UN to pay their fair share and he was all about you know he spoke out against the TPP. Um, which I was the only conservative I'm aware of in media that actually delved into that TPP and reported on why it was bad for America. Even there was even a, a mini Ted Cruz was actually signing on to the TPP. And I was like, no, there's going to be international courts that will be making economic decisions. Uh, we'll be advocate ad, ad, abdicating our national sovereignty economically if we do this TPP and Trump was against it as well where I think he might be going and I'm going to tune in in, in, and give this a watch is that um, Trump is still a little too cozy with the establishment for me he's still um, he's still I think he has the idea that he needs them when really what he really should be doing is he should be amassing a machine of outsiders and MAGA and that he would take in with him and that nobody currently with any ties to the establishment would have any say so in any way shape or form and that he's only going to do one term and he's not interested in anything they have to say because uh, you know if, if he's going to continue with the establishment partnering with them in any way that would usher in the new world order and other and what he and it basically if he was to go back and do what he did in 2016 in some ways he would be enabling the new world order because what was the first thing that happened the republican party was supposed to repeal and replace obamacare and they didn't did they they were supposed to fund the wall and they didn't did they they went along with what they wanted to go along with, which was lower taxation and lower regulation. That's, but that's classic, you know, establishment Republicans. Everything else, uh, you know, uh, from climate change to, you know, the open borders, basically everything in terms of globalism, they, they, you know, they continue to support. So I, I think from that end, I could maybe see, I would hope that Trump Continuing to be on the receiving end of the persecution by the deep state and him now understanding the depth of it, that he would actually be prepared to go in and actually deal with it to a degree that he didn't because he actually believed that there was bipartisan bipartisanship. He actually believed that the establishment was going to work with him and found out that they didn't. Um, continuing on though with, and also that has to include him, uh, part of the new world order is uh, being ushered in and the great reset is all being ushered in in many ways through COVID. He has not denounced the shots. Jared, I have a question for you. Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner is going around with his book about the White House still touting Operation Warp Speed and these shots as medical, medical magic. 
And these these are a part of ushering in the new world order with vaccine passports, with digital with digital um, footprint. Your question. Let's say we get because you say right now, especially after the raid, that Trump's your guy. So my question for you is, especially if we get closer, Trump announces we get closer to the 2024 election. He still does not renounce the shots as something that he shouldn't have done, at least the way that it, that it was done. Do you back him? Hmm. I need to hear. I, I, I need to hear. I think we've got a greater chance of somebody. Because DeSantis has all but said people need to have the individual choice. Well, but what concerns me about DeSantis is he's not been as forceful as he needed to be about the abuse of power from the FBI and the DOJ. And the reason why I said Trump would be my guy now is because it almost as though unless you are personally being per- persecuted. How many MAGA conservatives talk about the January 6th defendants are in the Google every day? They don't because they. it's like if it doesn't happen to them, it doesn't matter. Right. How many conservatives are saying all day long, get off of talking about Ben Shapiro and others. Stop talking about Mar-a-Lago. Stop talking about the raid. It doesn't have anything to do with us. Right. So so you're still going to back him. So hear me out. Um, I, I, as of right now, he's my guy because I, I think if we've, if we're ever going to have the deep state routed out, it will probably have, to, it can only come from somebody who fiercely wants that to happen. And who, and, and unless it's happened to you, most likely you're not going to have that passion to, to have that be, you're not going to understand why that matters so much, right? But that has to include the CDC and the NIH. And I've also said, as of right now, he's my guy, but I've also said that I need to hear, even since I said that, I still need to hear more from Trump, more specifically, even after that rally from last weekend. I didn't hear enough specifics about how he's going to handle those things. Maybe it needs to come at a time after he makes his announcement. I think that's fair. And um, and then also, I want to see him challenged. I want to see him challenged in, in, in a primary because that will forge him. And I want to see him challenged. I, I, I don't like friends of mine in the media that when they interview him, they don't challenge him on anything. That doesn't help us. It doesn't help us. So I said, right now, he's my guy. Because who else? Who else? Right now, DeSantis has been our woke warrior, but he's not really he's not really focused on the deep state. He's not making that kind of he's not making those the statements about that. Let me tell you guys a report. Um. We, before the break, we were talking about Fauci. The uh, Walensky from the Centers for Disease Control has admitted that they were not analyzing any adverse events at all in 2021. While they were forcing people from the U.S. military, um, people across this country on, on, a, on a, a private enterprise, hospitals across this country, firing people if they didn't get the shot. They were not monitoring adverse events. And there's been conflicting reports about this, but Michelle Walensky, Rochelle Walensky admitted that this, and, and here was a, in a letter that the CDC, quote, the CDC did not analyze certain types of adverse event reports at all in 2021, despite the agency previously stating it started it in February of 2021. Quote, the CDC performed PRR analysis between March 25th, 2022 through July 31st, 2022. 
Walensky said uh, the CDC also recently addressed a previous statement made to Epoch Times to clarify PRR were not run between February 26th, 2021 to September 30th, 2021. Her agency had promised in several documents starting uh, in early 2021 to perform a type of analysis called proportional reporting ratio, uh, which are reports submitted to the VAERS uh, at the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which it helps to manage. At one point, uh, the CDC said that um, it was outside the agency's purview. Outside, So the CDC is pushing these shots, but then it says it's outside their purview to actually Monitor adverse events. Let that sink in a moment. This Epic Times reports that the CDC still has not. Uh, Walensky sent a new letter dated September 2nd and sent it on September 6th to Ron Johnson uh, that she's aware that her agency gave false information. However, she gave no explanation as to why that happened. According to Epoch Times, the CDC still has not provided the results of any PRRs that were performed in 2022. Either to the Epoch Times or to Senator Johnson. Simone Gold tweeted today, she's been released from jail, America's frontline doctors, and said, uh, a government that will not be transparent to you is not to be trusted. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to give you the re- results of a study that was done, a disturbing study that was done, of over eight, almost 900,000 children aged 5 to 11 in North Carolina. And how it shows that not only did the shots not work, but it destroyed their natural immunity. Stay tuned. We'll share that report report with you on the other side of the break. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We've got a study to share with you guys that involves uh, children, 887,193 children to be exact. Uh, A study was done, uh, published by the New England Journal of Medicine, well-respected. This shows that not only that the effectiveness of the Pfizer COVID vaccine becomes negative, meaning the vaccinated are more likely to be infected than the unvaccinated within five months, but that the vaccine destroys any protection a person has from natural immunity. I posted this study. You can even see all the charts, uh, the statistical modeling um, of the almost 890,000 children. uh, 30.8% had received at least one dose of Pfizer vaccine. Uh, the study includes um, 193,000 plus SARS-CoV-2 infections reported. Um, they used a very tight statistical modeling. Um, the, the New England Journal of Medicine would not be putting this out if this was not a study with some merit. And this was done on children between the ages of 5 to 11. Children never needed. Uh, ch- children were not at high risk in this in the first place. Quite frankly, I don't think any of them should have gotten a shot at all. But this study was done and studied them, and it has destroyed natural immunity. It's one of the reasons why Fauci earlier and when we, we were playing the Rand Paul interaction is trying to, to twist it like a pretzel to try to avoid any discussion of natural immunity. They don't want you to know the truth. They're continuing to try to hide it while they 
shove these shots on the and, and as well as hiding the fact that they didn't look at any of the VARES and report on any any of the VARES findings. I'm uh, going to go to the phones before we end tonight's show. Uh, Tom is on the line from La Jolla. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. What's on your mind? Hi, Andrea. Thanks. Uh, I'm looking at an article that I saved. It's from 10 years ago. I was in the car when I heard you talking about this pedophilia stuff and what they're teaching in schools. It was by a lady at the USD sociology department named Ann Hendershot. And I've saved this for all these years and I went looking for it as soon as I got home. Um, she's, and yeah, it's called postmodernism and pedophilia. She cites the perils of protecting children from sex by the University of Minnesota Press promises a radical, refreshing, and long overdue reassessment of how we think and act about children and teens sexually. In published interviews in the University of Minnesota website, author Judith Levine decries the fact that there are people pushing conservative religious agenda that would deny minors access to sexual expression and adds that, we do not have. We do have to protect children from real dangers, but that doesn't mean protecting some fantasy of their sexual innocence. Wow. Indeed, this redefinition of childhood innocence as fantasy is key to the defining down of the deviance of pedophilia. Drawing upon the language of postmodern theory, those working to redefine pedophilia are first redefining childhood by claiming that childhood is not a biological given, rather it is a social construct. So it goes on to say that. You know, some children are as sexually sophisticated as adults. Mm. They call it, you were calling it earlier, MAP, I forget. Yeah, that's the new thing, minor attracted persons. They're trying to normalize. And you know what, this has been going, I'm glad you brought this up because this is not new. What's happening in our schools is something that the left has been wanting for a long time. And the Republican Party and the conservatives have just been ignoring it as as they've taken it over. Anyhow, the term they use for it is intergenerational intimacy. Oh, my what? gosh. Can yeah. I ask you a favor? Can you, sure. um, or I don't know if you follow me on the socials. Can you email that to me, um, com? Email that to try. me. I'm not, I'm not very adept on the computer. Well, but, how can we How but, can we get a copy of that? How can I get it? You can, can you? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, com. Uh, I'll I'll get some help and I'll get it to you. That would be I'll, that would be wonderful. Or are you on Facebook at all? No, I'm not. By the way, I don't know if this professor. I didn't have time to call to see if she's still on the uh, on the faculty at uh, the University of San Diego, and that's a U- that's USD, not UCSD. No, yeah, U- um, USD, which is which right. is Catholic. I tell yeah. you what, because we're out of time on tonight's show. If you can hold, and maybe um, you can give producer Noah um, DJ Potato Skins the article name. Maybe I can find it online with okay. the name of the I professor. Wish I knew the it's a, but it's over ten years old. I mean, I've saved this thing forever, and it. I was just, when I heard you talking about it, I was just motivated to I, finally I'm, go to my file. I'm dying to read it, and I would love to share it on my social. So if you can stay on the line, and maybe sure. you've got the title for it, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, you can give the t- to uh, uh, DJ Potato Skins, and I'll see if I can find it online. Okay, and um, And it's called, interge- and, and the term it's there called, you're using yeah, is intergenerational, intergenerational intimacy. But wow. the uh, title of the article is Postmodernism and P- Pedophilia. Wow. Tom from La Jolla, thank you so much. Stay on the line. I want you to give that title to Skins. And you guys, I'm going to be 5 to 8 p.m. tomorrow night on TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Three hours of AK. Can you stand it? (laughs) We'll see y'all then.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.